This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In the gun, Prescott snap back, handoff, Elliott driving, pushing, touchdown! Ezekiel Elliott, head for the kettle. No, fakes the kettle. Says, I'm not getting the fine. I'm just taking the touchdown. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. And I have to admit, in that moment, I was like, yeah, he probably should not jump in the kettle with the game. Why? Like, still kind of in the balance. Because all the other kettle celebrations are like you're winning by, you know, you multiple scores. only get in the end zone so many times in your career. You need to celebrate those moments. Like, don't just, this is, Mike, this is exactly like Kevin, right? Where he's like, no, I can't celebrate getting to our goal. Uh, that's not something that. <laughs> I did. We talked with the talking <laughs> doctor about that. I beat myself up about that. not attaining a goal, but I can't just celebrate. Win, baby. What a win. What a great <laughs> okay, win. Okay. So. We got the boot back. I Take still that, think they said they lost it or they're not entirely sure where it is. So my question was, is actually that is can you take pleasure in the fact that you won the game or was it the way it all unfolded too frustrating? And I asked that on Twitter and got 800 responses in an hour. 66% yes, a win is a win. 34% no, struggled with the Texans. So what was the other option? Two, no other option necessary. All right. Is so by two to one margin, people are like, well, hell yeah, you won the game. And I think at the end of the day, Stephen, that is where I fall. I absolutely can enjoy the win and be happy that it happened with also understanding they weren't great at a lot of things. There were a lot of bad things yeah, that happened in and, this game. And that's, you know, again, I, I'll go back to that's on the coaches. I said this last after the Colts game, that's on the coaches to go grill them and be upset about that and make sure that next week is uh, that has nothing to do with my fanship. They won. And yeah. and they, there are, there were, I'll, I'll lay these things out. I didn't love where Dak was and his throwing throughout the game. Uh, they did some, Houston did some things to him or in their secondary that he had not seen and wasn't really prepared to, to go at. He thought he was going to have some different throwing lanes and Houston cut a lot of them off. I I don't see a single sack on the on the ledger. Nope. And I'm kind of curious what happened there. And I know brought us a couple weeks ago. I think it was Indianapolis. He was like, they realized they can't get home with four. Now they get a blitz. And I don't think I don't I don't think Dan Quinn wants to always be blitzing. So there are like there are some things that I didn't love from this game. They started the game, Kevin. A touchdown drive that looked like okay, that's that team. Then the next possession for the the defense, okay. perfect. Then the punt happens, and Kev, uh, Mike Turpin time. What happened? I don't know. You said he was going to be the best ever. It happens. I mean, just wait. He's going to return all those things against the Chargers. I know. Are we playing the Chargers anytime? No. He's, still, he's <laughs> solid at his job. 
He is. He had a bad game. That was a that was a mistake. It happens. Luckily, it happened against the Texans. And in the end, even though it really looked like with three minutes to go, it was going to cost you. And you can look at all the mistakes. But in the end, the Cowboys won. Okay, can I ask you a quick question about Turpin, though? Because Bobby and I were talking about this last night at Jared's event as well. Do you think that one play changed the entire game? Because to Corey's point, you go down the field, touchdown, stop him, get the ball back. Well, after that, I was like, we're going to win by 50 points. Do yeah. you think that play alone changed? It's always, I think it's a great question because you just, you never know, right? It's the, it's Absolutely. the, it's the, if I would have done this, if I would have asked this to this girl at this time, would she have gone out with me? Would we have gotten married and had kids and live happily ever after? Right. I, but to your point, Probably I would lean towards no because I don't think the Cowboys came ready to play football. And eventually, mistakes were going to happen. I think we can look at it. We're not playing in the game. I totally get this. I can't go pitch against, name the worst team in baseball, the Oakland Athletics. I can't go out there and act like the way I act here because I think, well, they're horrible. I'm going to beat them. If I act that way, I'm going to make so many mistakes. I'm going to have a good chance of getting my ass kicked. And yesterday, the Cowboys went out and they played like they were sports talk radio hosts. (laughs) And they were like, hey, this team we're playing is horrible. All we have to do is show up and we're going to win. And luckily, they had an awesome 98-yard drive to finish the game off to win the game. But they didn't come in focused and ready to play. And I think eventually, you would have seen the Cowboys have overall a lackluster game. I get the one, maybe, maybe not. Maybe if he doesn't fumble that punt and he just fair catches it. And the Cowboys go up 14 to 0, and it's a runaway. But I don't think the Cowboys came in ready to play, and that was going to show up throughout the evening. I, or the I, day. I can understand that part of it. Of of the, I think the, more the other side, I'll credit Houston with once that play happened. I think the sideline said they're not bulletproof, they're not invincible. Sure. We can all we got to do is make sure we take you know take advantage of our opportunities and do those things. And so I'll credit Houston for sure for. For not letting up once they could. I mean, like Mike's right. That could have been fourteen nothing, and then they're just like, we got to be here the rest of the day. And they they didn't. They showed up after that. I thought that that Houston did a a decent job. They're a bad team, and you could that's, like <laughs> Kevin the the late play in the game when when they your quarterback runs the wrong way, Dude. and then all that falls apart in their face. Like that's the proof they're a bad team. I thought that was Luka Doncic and the Mavericks right there late in the game. <laughs> wow. All right. So you brought up they're a they're a bad team. And there were a lot of bad things that happened in this game from the muff punt to the two interceptions, one of which was Dak's first in the second half. Dropped passes, including two would-be touchdowns, stuffed on the fourth and goal. Like there were a lot of bad things. But I did take notice of this, and I've seen some people text this in is J. Ron Kirst tweeted last night, when someone else does it, they show they can win the ugly games. When the Cowboys do it, they suck. Sometimes I just wonder if that is my focus on the Cowboys. Like, I don't particularly care what Chiefs or Bills media say in the aftermath of, you know, their games like, is everybody in Kansas City today being like, how the hell did you let Russ cook once the game looked like it was over? He's terrible. And then obviously I know he got hurt. I have no idea if that is how their media is deconstructed and everything like that, but he might be right, is you still won. You've got back-to-back double-digit winning seasons for the first time since 95-96, mm-hmm. which is sad. 
but also astonishing all at the same time. Well, that's because you have more games in the season, Kevin. That's why the Cowboys. Okay, well, have I mean, you still have here. many games to go. I feel very confident they would have gotten Four. to ten games even without this extra one, since they still have three to go. But they have to go up against T Law this next week, so that would have been Whoa. that's going to be a tough one. Oh my God! They, but that's that's you 27, know what? 27-24 Jacksonville. Mike, that's we'll get into that later oh, in the week. We'll I have accept. to definitely go out after that later in the week. This. I this this game specifically, I I can I can say it was another game in the season. Like that's 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 where at the end of the season we're gonna look back and be like, man, that game taught us everything about this team. I think the Packers game would be a, a better example of it than anything, and then the Vikings game. Like this is the this is the Jekyll and Hyde that is the Cowboys. Each week you can show up and not know exactly what you're gonna have that week. Cowboys, I thought I really liked that two minutes. That last two minutes was. It was terrifying. It was fun. I, I there were lots of that's what that's the part you like about sports. You don't like being in that in that moment, but you do like the outcome that happened from the last two minutes of that of that game. It's interesting to hear you say fun. Yeah, right? like you won. That is fun. I have to admit, I was not having fun on that final drive, though. That final drive was spectacular, just because the Dak interception right before that. That was honestly yep. the first time it really came crashing down that we were going to lose that game. Like, I know they didn't, but most of the time I was like, oh, it's not looking good. What happened to the pass rush? Where did CD Lamb go? Like, all those questions everybody had along the way. But then after that pick, I was like, oh, my God, are they actually going to lose this game? So when they scored, I think I was more relieved than excited. I was excited, but also like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, maybe that's the other thing, too. Like, I just kept thinking to myself, there's no way they could lose to the Texans. Like, that was in my mind is that they just can't lose to the Texans. It's not it can't happen. You know, these guys, they're they're better players. They will make the better plays. But, Kevin, I do think that coming from 40 to 3, 28, 20, and always kind of seeming to have control late in the game there, 54 to 19, you're like, you don't know what it's like to be in those moments yet again right like you didn't feel like oh i can my team can win this game because you've seen them blow people out lately and just go on about their business but it happens sometimes and you can learn something from it for sure they if i'm the coaches this week i'm not taking it easy on these guys like this is not one of those weeks where i'm like all right y'all were perfect guys we got the win no man i'm turning that thing and saying all right Remember that? Remember the crap that we went through after Green Bay, where y'all were yelling at each other and holding each other accountable. We need to reset that. But Mike, we talked about, for we, example, go like, "Hey, Josh Ball." You look at him in the room and go, "This is an example of how not to be ready to play if your guy in front of you gets hurt." Yeah, <laughs> he, was yeah awful. he was awful. But you know how you always say that managers can't sit there and have fifteen different uh, player meetings and yell at everybody right. all season. You only get one chance to really do that. They got. They do need to have that reset of what are our expectations. We did win, but what are we compared to the rest of the league? And I know I've told you this before. It was always a fascinating insight from the old Allen coach when I was like, hey, does losing this game help you teach the lessons to the players? And he goes, no. Yeah. There's nothing that I can teach them now that I couldn't have taught them even if we won. And so I hear that from a coach's perspective, but that's not from a player's perspective because losing always made me and I would say the majority focused. of the people work harder the next for okay. that next game. And that is fascinating because I was hoping then that you could have got the best of both worlds out of this where to Corey to your point, you won, but also there's a lot of things that you need to fix and maybe it would have taken the more jarring loss to the Texans to be like 
pull your head out of your ass and let's get going. And so I don't I don't know how much of that perspective will go through. I'm sure there are plenty of allusions yeah. to you think he can beat Philly like that? Well, at this at this point I don't think they can beat thirty other teams like that. <laughs> you played the Texans. Yeah, at at this point I'm I'm definitely in a you have a lot of other things you need to grow with sure. this team. Like you Josh Ball does need reps. But, no, I think we should release him. No, well, God. or somebody. Yeah. You got to have somebody that need that that can play the position. You Peters gotta, did. That's why next, we went ninety-eight yards. Yeah, but okay. So here's the other thing. What happens if he gets hurt? We're you know, game of the <laughs> what happens, Oh my God! What happens if you Trayvon lose. Tyler Dick, Smith plays right tackle? Connor McGovern <laughs> plays guard, and Tyron, of course, is back at that point. What if? Well, and Tyron's getting hurt at some point. What if Trayvon oh. Diggs gets hurt? You have how many other cornerbacks that you trust? Like yeah, this the season's team, over. At this have, point, the season's oh over. Oh my things gosh! Happen. I don't, Let's be I, honest. You have to get these guys into some game experience. There are a lot of other guys that need well, some, you can beat Tampa. to be ready it's the next week. Yes. <laughs> you beat Tampa, and then you get hammered by San Francisco or Philadelphia, and you say, "Hey, we just were unlucky with an injury late in the season." You know what? I do kind of want to pick that back up tomorrow because I was watching that game. And I was like, all right, the good news is if we play Tampa in the first round, I feel better than ever. And then the bad news is I was like, but then if you have to play San Francisco, I have a lot of concerns about that. Just the biggest thing that I think bothers me about this, to J. Ron Curse's point, is I saw a whole bunch of people taking this game to say, see, I told you the Cowboys aren't good. Like, that's just a foolish thing to say. If you think they they can't win the Super Bowl... Okay, like that's a different deal. They're ten and three. They're objectively good. Yeah, you, you saw just last Sunday night what they can do in a fourth quarter with the lead, right? I mean, they put up thirty-three to zero. Was that the? Uh, yeah, I, I that is correct. Right. I, so you look at that fourth quarter. You look at what they did in Minnesota with the crowd going crazy. You look at the way that I know the Giants aren't very good. I think they're average, but they're probably going to make the playoffs, and you handled them pretty easily. You know, in your kind of last yep. month of games. So, look, I can hate on the Cowboys. I'm not the biggest fan of the Cowboys anymore. I'd say out of the four people that are doing the show today, I'm probably the fourth best Cowboys fan. That game didn't affect me emotionally at all. I've let the Cowboys go as emotionally affecting me good or bad. It's just like if they win, great. If they lose, hey, it happens, whatever. And I watched that game going, hey, that was their worst game of the year. They won. Luckily, they played the worst team in the NFL. Literally any team, whether it was Jacksonville, whether it was the Rams, whoever you think that's bad at football, they would have won that game. But the Cowboys got to play the worst team in the NFL, and they gave you a chance to win in the end, and you took advantage of it, and you won. Yeah. Don't hate on a win, bro. I I'm the Why one who on I today? am the one who started off this eight, by seven, saying seven, eight, I'm one, not hating on the win. All you what? Uh, win haters out there, y'all, what are y'all worried about right now? What are you worried about? You double digit wins. Everything's fine. I mean, I think you can be worried. I'm just not going to point nah, out. Don't be worried. Nah, it'll fix itself, man. Okay, I'm I sure. I'm sure they'll just they'll do their regular non padded practices this week. And everything will fix itself. I do think you have to watch how hard you work in practice this late in the year because of, you saw, was it, um, sorry, curse. This is probably a good Did chance. you see the yeah. curse thing, to, that yes. pre, the pregame? Like, at this point, bodies are very fragile yeah. at this point. And unfortunately, probably Terrence Steele's done for the year. And Jason Peters is going to have to be your right tackle the rest of the year. And honest to God, if he gets hurt, you're done. Like, you're not going to make it to the NFC Championship game or Super Bowl. So, at this point... I'm not prepared to say that, but I hear what you're saying. You need you need pretty much your five guys that you think you have pretty much coming down the stretch. Smith and Smith, Martin Biotich, and 
and I guess you have McGovern, McGovern. to help out yeah. there. So you still have six. Yeah, that's right. So you still have six. That's okay. right. Now, that being said, I don't know how easy it would be. It was very great for Tyler Smith to jump out to left tackle after never practicing it in preseason and doing great. If you throw him all the way to the other side, I don't know how that would go. And that would be we, a big yes. question mark. We had so, a conversation about that before the show. I'm with you. The footwork, the leverage, everything like that, reversing the so angles. So Peters needs to stay healthy the rest of the way. Peters I, needs to be upright the rest of the way. I know? was just informed by Broadus that he had two, the ball had only two bad plays. Oh. Man, it felt like, it felt like he was getting he just, pushed back into the He just finished the all time. 22 one minute ago and said he, he had two. But he, he got was, taken out of the game, right? The final drive, they plays. took him out. I think it was the one. Yeah, that definitely was the one. So the that, coach like, didn't feel like he was good. That was almost interception. I think that, or maybe it was the interception. Where he, his forearm. And I think it. that's where that where they were like, "All right, let's fix this quickly." So yeah. tricep. Got here. I'm Sorry. intrigued by going back yeah. and watching this film. Then we're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola and hopefully get to some betting with Bassick as well. We'll do it next right here on the fan. From the 10, snap to Prescott, looking right, looking middle, looking left, throws it in the left flat, Pollard, five, avoids a tackle, skitters in, touchdown Pollard, and that one was ridiculous. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Here's our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Skitters in, huh? Good morning to you guys. Now, the first thing we need to figure out is a logistical issue with statistics. Is Trayvon Diggs yesterday on Twitter said, credit me with the INT, please. I had it first, LOL, even though he's not joking. Or we can split it 50-50. What do you think about the concept of the split interception since we have split sacks all the time? Yeah, like, go go for it. Yes, but Sorry, I, on this official thing here, it says Mukwamu. It was really weird to see them lying on the ground next to each other, knowing the game was over and you had won, but neither one of them got up because mm-hmm. they were both saying, give me the ball for the interception. <laughs> or were they saying, we won the football game. Congratulations to us. Let's just party. Yeah, let's not. I thought it was hairs. good by the Texans as the ball is in the air for two of their receivers to run away. Away from <laughs> the ball. <laughs> that was a good decision. Yeah, they thought they the ball hoping, was going 10 yards to the, the left. Tip. They were hoping for the tip, right? I, I, yeah, it was just funny. Kind so of, many you people saw do. All, all five Cowboys back there kind of saw the ball and two of the receivers. And I get probably their job is to hope that it gets batted forward. But yeah. they kind of didn't go forward. They kind of went to, way to the left. But anyways, that's the Texans. Thank <laughs> God we were playing the Texans. <laughs> yeah. that Okay, so we were just having kind of a philosophical conversation. Uh-oh, is it deep? Uh, no, no, it's, it's a surface-level philosophical, if that can all be right. a thing is do you think that players and teams can learn the same lessons in a win that they would have in a loss? Like, obviously, there's plenty of stuff you want to fix up from this game. But do you think those lessons are as impactful, seeing as how you won, as opposed to if you would have lost this game? Hell yes. Okay, great. Yeah, especially it's easier to fix things when you won, right? Um, Because now uh, not only do you get the win, but the head coach – uh, will come in today and chew on a bunch of things that that have to get better. Uh, and it's easier to do that after a win than everybody being morose after a loss, right? I've always felt that way, and I will continue to feel that way. So, yes, so they've got things to work on. Uh, but a win is a win in the NFL. 
the the story. Yeah, I know oh, a lot of people don't feel that way this morning. Oh yeah, I'm, I I feel that. I, way. I'll take I'm, the win. I'm a win is a win. Kevin's too. the one well, that's just look, throwing everybody under the bus. I think I think I think what people have to understand is if you look at all the circumstances that this team had to overcome to win this game, including themselves, You're right? right, and the mistakes, some of the mistakes they made. And they still were good enough to go 98 yards in two minutes and 39 seconds to win the game. That's that's not common. You got to be a pretty darn good team to do that. And who makes a goal line stand with the game on the line from the four yard line? Yeah. And they did it. No matter what happened in the other, you know, 55 minutes, the last five minutes, they did something that you just don't do. I mean, think about Thursday night when everybody, oh, Baker Mayfield drove them 98 yards. It was incredible. Well, Dak Prescott did the same thing. And and I know about the interceptions and, you know, the circumstances and why, but what fell through the cracks was he threw for a season-high 284 yards. Yes. And he accounted for 90 91 of them by himself on the drive, or 94 of them on the drive, 79 passing and 15 running. It, it was rather remarkable to me uh, that, you know, with the game on the line and all the pressure, this team stood up and did what they needed to do to be able to win a game that by all rights uh, with three turnovers, uh, losing your starting right tackle, playing with your, uh, you know, two, without two of your top three corners, and at one point all three of them were missing. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was remarkable that they were able to overcome those things to be able to get a win uh, when they walked out of that stadium. What did, you, what did you think of the way that they handled the right tackle position this week with, you know, the Peters story is very interesting to me right now. Right, yeah, um, you know, and you know, here's the other thing, and and I know, you know, Josh Ball wasn't what you wanted in that game, but do you realize he's only had eleven previous snaps on offense in his NFL career, and none of them were in significant playing yeah. time, right? Um, did he struggle? Yeah, he had a couple missed blocks, uh, and they decided, okay, let's not. You know, this is pretty important. Let's get the 40-year-old man in there with 18 years of experience who hadn't played right tackle since 2005. Uh, and, you know, and, and it kind of worked. But you do have Tyron Smith coming back, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Maybe uh, this weekend, I believe. Maybe for, you know, a handful of snaps. You know, maybe get him a series here, a series there, and then have him, you know, ready to go for – um, the uh, Philly. Philly game, or maybe you say, no, let's just get the old dude out there and let him play, right? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they how they work it uh, because I think you would still like to keep Peters as your backup. Uh, and if, if Tyron's ready to go, then you go. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they – uh, handle that because we've seen in previous years how missing a offensive tackle can destroy a game. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that that'll be interesting to see wh which way they go with that. Speaking of missing, what 
do you think happened with the pass rush yesterday? It was missing in action. It was. Well, uh, I think, you know, and this is what's going to happen with some of these teams that don't trust their offensive line. Now we've seen it two weeks in a row, right? The quarterbacks rolling out of the pocket, bootlegging and throwing on the run to get away from the pressure, getting the ball out as quick as, you know, as they can. A lot of short stuff, quick stuff. Uh, I think that's kind of the recipe because teams don't want to face that uh, that pass rush. And, you know, credit the, the Houston coaching staff. You know, probably they're probably beleaguered too, right? Uh, but I thought they did a good job of devising a scheme to kind of keep that rush at bay, including, um, you know, the fact that they still ran the ball 37 times uh, and, and were able to, you know, somewhat – keep them in good down and distance including running the quarterback right who thought of that yeah uh with driscoll running for 30 some yards so yeah i i think they did a good job of managing that and i you know you were just thinking with the game on the line at some point they were going to get that sack that they normally get to turn things around and they just they, they just never got there um and they only had one quarterback hit wow but guess what they won your face, Kevin. I support that. You said I don't they know why. Never do it. I think actually, didn't you bet against them with Mike the, against uh, the spread this week? No. How many points did he get? I got one point seven. I got seventeen. I got seventeen points and was victorious. I, wrote, I put a point there. I, it wasn't. It wasn't one point seven. It was not. I'm sorry, Mike. Oh, sorry, Mike. That's going to be tough. I for think you. a lot of people lost some money. They, they took the points, right? I could definitely see. Me. But you know, that's the NFL. It happens. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, and I know it's happened, you know, with the, you know, I keep hearing slow starts. Well, they did take the opening drive for a touchdown, by the way. That's pretty good. And and why would, why, with this offense, I'm not sure what Houston was thinking, unless they were scared of their own offense. But I certainly wouldn't have given the Cowboys the ball first. And, yeah. and, and knowing I'm going to be down 7 nothing. Clearly, looking at the way it played out, they should have just kicked it to us first. Cause, <laughs> right, punt you know, it. Yeah. Well, it'd have been, it okay. would have been, you know, it would have been nice if the, if the guy on that side of the field would have held up the gunner. The, the gunner shouldn't be behind my guy that's trying to catch a punt. He is never that, got blocked. Is, is that what, you're, what, what breaks that up for him in this, like with Turpin's drop punt? Well, the guy could have sniffed his neck. And, and you know, and you know why that happened? Because they had to have a backup there because Kelvin Joseph was playing corner. Oh yeah, that's true. So oh. he wasn't out there. So yeah. there's always a trickle down effect when somebody gets hurt, right? Uh, you know, and now we'll, and now you know the trickle down effect, uh, and you know it'll be minimized with uh, Terrence Steele. I'm told did tear his ACL. Uh, oh. So, um, yeah, now there's a trickle-down effect because you got to put somebody else in there, and then somebody else has got to be the backup. Hey, Mickey, I want to I hear your response to this from the, eight one, from the 817. Okay. They've done the same thing for 25 years. How do you all dismiss that? They because just, can't, they just the can't change team. the culture. They're going to play one out of every four games or so that way. One out of every four? Something like that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I Sometimes they I, should win every one of them, right? This is a different team than 25 years ago, too. So if you go 12 and 4, that means you played one out of every four that way. Yeah, you know, I that is that is <laughs> that that's an interesting point. I hadn't really thought about it like that, but also like 
That's something that I know a lot of Cowboys fans carry, but we talk all the time in sports about how like teams are different on a year-to-year basis, let alone a generation-to-generation basis. So I get why Cowboys fans carry that baggage, and I got some of that baggage too, but I don't know how fair that is. I mean, the culture, does the culture change or does it stay the same? I think that's what the argument is, is people believe that the culture has stayed exactly the same. and well, that's what's what, the culture? That, you know what they mean by that, Mickey. You know a Glitz and glamour. No, no, no. Yes. Yes. No, you're right. Not I thought the you work said, put in. And Jerry. And that, Jerry. Oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what they mean. I'm not saying yeah. yay, nay, whatever. That's what they mean. Well, they should. Let's do a little homework assignment. It should be able to finish by time, you know, noon strikes. Count up the number of guys on this team right now that were there in 2016. Okay. I bet it's you not a lot. Two, maybe a half dozen. Okay, yeah. Off the top you know of at my least head. two. I know at least two. That's that's where I'll start. I'll go two, right? Three, and because Zach Martin was and there Tyron. too. Zach, Tyron, and Demarcus Lawrence. And Anthony is, Brown would have been there. All right, so four. That and Zeke, that's maybe Zeke. Yeah, and Dak. we and we are we a half dozen? Now? Yeah, I think we got six. Okay. Yeah. We'll go look and see if there are more. Noah but. Brown might have been there. Oh. No, I think he was 17. Brett Maher. Was he? No, okay. no, they didn't have Maher then. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 that that's why I'm saying. So, you know, I don't know that the culture gets handed down when you got, you know, 45 of 53 different guys on the team from 2016. You know, it's a, but it's a crutch. I understand. Look, it's hard to be a fan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's, it is. It is right. It is. Man, sometimes, right. sometimes when Nick, you... I went to a Mavs game and I watched seven-year-old <laughs> kids shoot free throws for the Dallas Mavericks. They hit it at a better percentage than they did that. Like night literally, off. if you would have put ten-year-olds on the free throw line, you probably would have got the same. You result. know what? I'm going to revise one of our segments today. Are you more agitated about the Cowboys Texans game or all those missed free throws? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is a viable idea. Thank you very much, okay. good sir. We'll pick up with you again tomorrow. Absolutely. See you guys. There you go, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Mike, how did we do in the gambling? I lost. Yeah, that Minnesota game, I know, gotcha. And obviously, I you know, I I know these things. I I've you done even this said, enough to go. Yeah, they do this to us. They put a game out there like this doesn't make sense, and they're like, yeah, 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 bet bet Minnesota, bet Minnesota, and I did, and I lost. Who'd you guys bet on? Um, man, I I got lucky and I got the Lions from you. A new page, but I also oh, you bet Seattle bet minus Seattle. three and a half, and, they, and you bet Tampa Bay. I love it. <laughs> well, I if I move the spread it. over to plus thirty five, you barely yes! covered. But since it was three point five, you didn't. Watching Brady go down in flames is worth twenty dollars. Li- I thought every for sure time. I was gonna lose this week, and I still didn't lose because you know what. We went 0 for 4. God, mm. None of us can pick games mm. this week. I, my game went exactly the way I hoped it would. The other game I was going to pick was Kansas City. Would have lost that one, too. Yes, absolutely. Although, early in the game, it looked like they were going to cover that easy. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, the NBA screws over the Mavs, oh. but not before the Mavs screw themselves first. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We need to talk about the Mavericks. Do you want to start with the NBA screwing over the Mavericks or the Mavericks screwing over themselves? You're talking about the schedule? Yeah. Did you see Jason Kidd even stepped up? I mean, like, I kind of see his point is the game Friday night against Milwaukee at home started at 9.12 p.m. And then they had a road game 7 o'clock Saturday at Chicago and Jason Kidd said, I understand TV comes first and they pay the bills, but this isn't right. Well, deal with it. I played minor <laughs> league baseball. I'd get off buses at 7 a.m. and still pitch the next day, but it's impossible for people to do it now. So Yeah, and also, like, you knew they were going to lose when they are like, yeah. we're not playing Lucas. So you're like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, all I right. got a little excited that Jaden Hardy was going to play, but by halftime I was like, this is worthless. <laughs> but they lose by 29? No, it know. wasn't that close. Okay. All right, but the Friday game that you were at, Mike. So fun. Until the last, I'm assuming until Giannis fouled out, or probably in that moment when Giannis fouled out, you're like, all right. Yeah, and you're still bad at free throws, and then 
that ended like Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Gallo has lost it, right? He went on his Gallo streak and it's over. Yep. He got hot. You rode the hot streak for five games and now it's over. And uh, the free throws proved that it's over that three in a row and it kept getting worse as he kept shooting more free throws there and the building being there and the Mavs had already shot free throws bad. Luca leads the charge by the way. And Luca talked about it. He does lead the charge uh, with the free throw thing. I've said this before. I know I, Hey, I'm a dumbass, but you know, there's this dude named pistol Pete Maravich, pretty good player, but he's a moron and dead too. Is, oh my God. He shot free throws at a very high percentage, and everybody can shoot free throws differently. And what he would do is he would start two steps behind the free throw line, and to create a little bit of a rhythm, he would step into his free throw. He wouldn't jump or anything, but he would kind of just slowly create rhythm by walking into the shot. Luca can't shoot with his feet flat. He's a horrible catch-and-shoot three-pointer. He's a horrible free-throw shooter for what he shoots. Now, I would love for him to try to create a rhythm at the free-throw line, but Donnie Nelson already told me I'm a moron for, for paying attention to Pistol Pete Maravich and how he did it. So Mar- Maravich is a moron. I'm a moron. I shouldn't suggest on how to possibly get better at basketball. Just real quick is we've been talking about it this morning. Mickey made allusions to it, but Bobby has just sent out the tweet as well, confirming the worst of what we had all heard. And unfortunately, this is breaking news brought to you by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today is Terrence Steele torn ACL out for the rest of the year. Thanks a lot, Dalton Schultz. <sighs> Stinks. He, he missed the touchdown pass the play before. He would have caught the touchdown pass. Then Which was a great pass. Then that play never happened. And then he never gets hurt. <sighs> but no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is football. It's the whole thing of like, I try to warn everybody, but nobody wants to listen to the guy who played 13 years of pro ball is whenever you expect, like, we're going to be completely healthy when Tyron Smith gets back. And you guys said, stop it the other day when yeah. I was like, yeah, but you have to hope everybody else doesn't get hurt through the whole 13 weeks, yes. which doesn't happen. No. And so now that Tyron Smith is getting close to coming back, you're dealing with a guy who's now out for the rest of the season. All the NFL teams have to deal with this. It's not unique to the Cowboys. You're right. They make it unique to the Cowboys at the end of the year when they lose in the playoffs, and I hope they don't. But when they do, they say, well, what were we supposed to do? Player A got hurt, and we just couldn't replace player. But then you look at the team you lost, you're like, well, didn't they have two guys missing from their starting offensive line or two guys missing from their defensive line? And yeah. it's like, no, we don't want to point that out. We just want to point out our injury that caused us <laughs> to lose the game. The it, it, it stinks because for the team purpose, you're losing a very significant and important part of what you're trying. You know, what you're trying to do is get to the, the Super Bowl, you know, win in the playoffs. Uh, but the other part is like this dude, look at his career so far terrible first season he's a free agent right uh I'll I, be- have to... I believe he's a restricted free agent terrible first season better second season reliable right tackle like you didn't expect him to be good this year he was kind of one of those mike remember we were talking about that training camp yeah is still bad no mike is just really really good and he's turned into a good player and he's young and you're like oh yeah this is great now he's got to go through an off season of recovery and all that part of it and too. you're probably gonna have to give him like four years and 60 million dollars 
and he's going to be recovering from ACL. You're just going to have to, right? Yeah. I mean, because I would scale is, that down, but I hear no, you. Chicago's going to offer him 15 a year. I, I don't know uh, about that. We'll see. Why, what, so you're saying a starting guy who has been, what, what, has he been, what What would you grade him as this year? Terrence Steele. A B? Uh, yeah, B's, B's very accurate. And it's 15 based on million expect- for right tackle. I, I don't think that's an assumption. And based I would on, scale that down. I would say based on expectation, I would give him like an A plus because sure, <laughs> you know, sure, it's sure, those, sure. But yeah, I think a B to B plus yeah. is not a not a bad grade he at all for him. He's a solid starting tackle to be sure. I just know. Well, if let's we'll ask get it right 50. now. What is he going to get in free agency? I say I think four for 48, 45 to forty eight is possible, oh, or is man. more maybe more reasonable. Yeah. Jeez, and you're still trying to. You know, sign CD. But he's a restricted free agent, so There's... I that that it's not going to be that okay. kind of deal after this year. So you're saying tag him? No, I um. If he was an unrestricted free agent, I might consider other things. But you no, want to tag since, him for the next three years? No, I am not saying that whatsoever. All right, back and, to Mavs. And so, yeah, we'll go. We will go back to Mavs. All right. So we were talking about the free throw philosophy, and you brought it up about Luca. He was 4 of 10 from the line in that game, 71% for the season. They missed their final six free throws. I know people get caught up on the final five. They missed one before that, right. too. Josh Green. So Giannis fouls out, and it's looking like, hey. Got a great chance. You're going to win. And then Hardaway misses all three of his free throws. Dorian Finney-Smith missed two free throws. And this was the part that I saw. And I know what Mark Cuban sent out, and I I I guess I see what he's saying, but that ignores, like, this has been the fact for a chunk of the season. In the Mavs' last six losses, they have missed 60 free throws and shot 58% of the line from the line right. as a team. That is horrid. Right. It's it's uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Like, we are literally the Shaquille O'Neals when we hit the free throw line. And it's and the, the sad thing is, is nobody can bring it up because who do you want to get fouled at the end of the game? Like, Tim Hardaway Jr. has always been a bad clutch free throw shooter for sure. the Dallas Mavericks. Like, I would say he's 66%, but that's really bad. Making two out of three is really bad in the NBA, and that's probably a guy that you're like, well, I kind of want Hardaway Jr. there at the line, but he's a bad clutch free throw shooter. Luka's pretty darn bad at it. You're probably at 66% with him. And the weird thing with him is he's either 80% or 40%. Like, there's no 66% at the end of the game. And so you don't want Dorian Finney-Smith touching the basketball at the end of the game. And he was the last guy to have to touch it. And, by the way, you couldn't even get the damn ball in bounds. You kind of got lucky they called a foul on Chris Middleton to even send Dorian Finney-Smith to the free throw line, who then didn't even come close to making a free throw. So, literally, you can't put in five guys. Christian Wood's a bad free throw shooter. JaVale McGee can't shoot free throws. Dwight Powell's a bad free throw shooter. Maxi Kleba's a bad free throw shooter. Reggie Bullock can't shoot a basketball to save his life right now. So, it's like you don't even have an option if you're like, all right, fine. If it's at the end of the game and they're going to foul us, put in our three best free throw shooters and have Luka inbounds the ball so Luka doesn't touch it. You don't even have a free throw shooter on the team. I don't. Maybe Kemba Walker's good at it. Maybe I need to look up what he does. You probably don't want to put in a 20-year-old Jaden Hardy with five seconds that to go. That would not be my first choice. So like, literally, this can't get fixed. So when, when Mark Cuban talks about this and says, well, if we just shoot league average 78%, we would have five more wins. I understand. And if the Houston Rockets were good at basketball, they'd have eight more wins. But, like, I don't think they're going to be league average. At best, this Maverick team can probably shoot 70% from the line. It's just going to be a bad free-throw shooting team. So, you're going to get late in games, 
and you're going to give teams multiple ways to get back into games, and one of them being you can't put them away by making your free throws. I'm What stinks, Kevin, is I'm not used to this. The yeah, Mavericks well. don't miss free throws, like except for those two Dirk missed in 2006. But oh, my God, that, what are you doing? Like Dirk was a phenomenal free throw shooter. Jason Terry was a phenomenal free throw shooter. Steve, Steve Nash, Nash yeah. was phenomenal. It was Finley. Yeah, those guys were really good at it. I'm not used to it, and I, I kind of want to credit Carlisle for whatever they did, or maybe he just had the, the right guys, but they they do have to find some way to get yeah. these guys better I, at some point. I will say this. It's a little thing, and I've gone to – I've seen almost every team. I haven't seen them all. The Mavericks screw around for the first they, in the pregame. They they screw around more than I've ever seen a team screw around in the history of basketball. And you'll watch the other teams and you'll watch Giannis down there. And Giannis is taking free throws before the game starts. Yes, he's doing the layup line, and at times they do throw up shots that are a little bit crazy. But literally the Mavs are playing volleyball. The Mavs are hitting balls off their head, playing soccer. The Mavs are kicking balls and seeing it. And I'm not I'm not exaggerating. If you've ever been to a Mavs game, this is what they do. The other teams don't do that. And so there's a little bit of a mentality of we're just here to have fun. But what about when your balls are in your throat? How are you going to be in those situations? And the Mavs aren't good at those situations. So I'd say, let's take a little bit of the ding around before the game and let's get a little bit more. Let's see how it goes if we take the the pregame a little bit more serious. Jason Kidd doesn't like it. Jason Kidd is on record saying, I don't care for that, but it's the way Luka wants it. So I love Luka. I think he's one of the best players in the NBA, but that's one of the things that Luka demands that they D around before the game to kind of keep loose and it's led by him, which I would like to see a little bit de- less ding around before the game and a little bit more, hey, let's practice our free throws. Let's really go through Especially some Especially when you're not winning. Yeah, I can't show my son be like the Mavs before games. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, wrestling icon, Metroplex resident and Dallas Cowboys resident intimidation coach Sting joins the show right here on 105 Through the Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.